0: There, everybody, and welcome to another short episode of Draw Near. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different. I know we had talked about returning to the full length episodes with guests this week, but honestly, there's been a lot of news this week and some new developments, and a lot of these things have to do with the future of Draw Near and with our families. So I thought we should probably talk about those things. Also, You know, as as longtime listeners know, Kara and I have always tried to be very open to how the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us, and what He wants us to share with you each each time we post a new episode. And so, I really felt led of the Lord to focus on something a little bit different this week. So I promise we'll return next week, actually, with a new episode. Thrilled to have some of the guests we're going to have on, including my wife. Yes, you heard it here first. She's nervous, but I think she's going to do fine. I think she's going to do fantastic, actually. But what's the news? What's the news? Well, first of all, Kara and her husband, BJ, are welcoming baby Aggie into the world. So we've been waiting forever, as waiting for babies in August always feels like. All of us, you know, both families, but especially Kara and BJ are just thrilled to welcome baby Aggie as she's called Agnes Marie. And if you want to see the cutest baby Mohawk you have ever seen, I encourage you to shoot over to our Facebook page. It's linked in the show notes, uh, or you can find us Facebook at Fred and Kara's the handle check out baby Aggie. She's just so cute, especially with that Mohawk. Kara's babies are always born with a full head of hair, uh, which is, it's funny for us because our kids take a couple years to grow their hair, <laughs> so but yes, go over there, check out baby Aggie. Congratulations, BJ and Kara. We're just so absolutely incredibly thrilled, happy to welcome baby Aggie in the world, and I know my kids are excited as well because Francis Claire, who was born to the day six months before Agnes, now has a new bestie. So we are absolutely blessed. It draw near. Some other news to share with you, which I'll share more in detail at the end of this episode, is actually related to the topic that I felt the Lord wanted me to address today. So this week, my wife and I have found ourselves in the midst of major life change that requires us to say goodbye. And this process has had me really reflecting on how it is that we say goodbye and what are our relationships are like in the moment of saying goodbye. And why are they that way? I came upon a post that was very timely earlier this week. Joshua Becker from Becoming Minimalist, who I absolutely love what he's doing at Becoming Minimalist. I would love to have him on the show someday, actually. But he posted, it said, the things we say at funerals should be said at birthday parties. And I found myself reflecting on that because it seems related to how we say goodbye often. See, I noticed a funny thing about goodbyes. And that is... That we so often wait until it's too late to tell people the things they need to hear most, if we ever tell them at all. What do I mean by that? So what I mean is I find that in the process of saying goodbye, that's when I really begin to tell people, even if I've known them for years, that's when I might begin to tell people just how much they've meant to me, just how much they've impacted my life, just how much their encouragement has meant to me. But why don't I do that prior to that, why don't I do that sooner when it could bear more fruit, when it could be more beneficial? No doubt they, would n- they needed that encouragement somewhere along the journey, right? Why is it that we don't share those things with others? Why do we not share how much others mean to us until they're gone or until we're separated, until they're not a regular part of, my, of, their, of our lives? It really shouldn't be that way. It really shouldn't. If we look at Scripture, Hebrews 10:24 through25, which should be familiar to regular listeners because that's part of where we got our name drawn near from, but it says this: Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, encouraging one another and all the more as we see the day drawing near. Encourage one another to love and good works encourage one another. Romans 15, 2, let us, each of us, please his neighbor for his good, to edify him. Let us please his neighbor for good, to edify him. 1 Thessalonians five eleven says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you were doing. Romans 15 5, May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ. We notice that St. Paul does this every time he writes a letter to one of his communities, to those he's addressing and reaching out. All of his letters begin with something very similar to this. I thank God every time I remember you. Now, I don't know about you, but... But if I get a text message from a friend, I thank my God every time I remember you. Wow, (laughs) that makes me feel good. I'm not going to lie that I am the cause of thankfulness to God in somebody's life. That brings me joy. That edifies me. But in some way, God allows me to edify that other person, too. Now, if that person never tells me that, I would never know that I wouldn't be edified. St. Paul, again, another example. We see this often, how he starts his letters to his followers. I thank my God always making mention of you in my prayers. So beautiful. I thank God for you always. You cause me to give thanks to God. Because of you in my life, I thank God every day. And I pray for you every day because I'm so thankful you are a part of my life. Now imagine you get a text like that from a friend. How's that going to make you feel? Now imagine the joy... Because I'm sure many of you have a friend like that, have someone in your life that you feel that way about. Now, how would that make them feel if you said those same kind of words to them? Rather than waiting, rather than waiting until they're going away, or rather than than waiting until they've moved on to their eternal reward. St. Therese of Lisieux, who you regular listeners, especially you all know, is a great Friend of ours, we we love St. Therese. She says this, Miss no single opportunity of making some small sacrifice, here by a smiling look, there by a kindly word, always doing the smallest right and doing it all for love. Back in one of our Our Father episodes, I believe it was uh, Give Us a Stay Our Daily Bread, we talked about how there are people who are hungry, but what they're hungry for, for is a word of encouragement. They're hungry for love. They're hungry for this very thing, a smile, a kindly word. And so why can't we, when when someone has that kind of influence on our life, and this is sort of a confession on my part because I don't feel Feel like I do, I, I do this as well as I should. There are many people that have impacted my life who have blessed my life and enriched my life in many ways who don't know it because I've never stepped out of my comfort zone and made this small sacrifice by giving them that kindly word, by doing that smallest right for love. St. Therese says also, a word or a smile is often enough to put fresh life in a despondent soul. And I have seen that myself. So as I'm reflecting on this this past week, you know, I find that there are many people in my life that have made my life better, that I've never thanked, that have helped me to overcome difficult times in my life, that have been that person I needed the most when I needed that person. I can think of teachers and professors. I can think of co-workers. I can think of co-laborers. I can think of participants and listeners, fellow passengers and random strangers, and especially my mentors and closest friends. I think of my wife, who you will meet on the next episode of Draw Near. I think of my kids, and I think especially of my three-year-old daughter, who I've wrote about quite a bit in our blog, how much I learned from her, how much she teaches me joy. But have I told her that? Have I told my wife that the difference she makes in my life? Have I told my kids? Sadly, not nearly enough, and not often enough. There's so many people I'm grateful for and so many more that I wish I could have and would have told the difference you have made in my life. And so I'm telling you now, thank you. Your encouragement when I was down, you're looking me in the eye with a smile. You're telling me it can't rain all the time. You're taking the time to send me that handwritten note, your constant advocacy on my behalf, your willingness to stay up late with me after a long day and talk. You're letting me partake of your wisdom over some beer and nachos. Your heartfelt prayer for me. You're allowing me to interrupt your busy day. You just being you. Thank you. You are such a blessing to me, and I am grateful to have you in my life. I truly love and care for you. Not in a politician sort of way either, but I truly do. You are why I do what I do, so thank you. And really, with all my heart, I mean that to everyone listening and especially to everyone who's been that in my life. Those were all true examples that came to mind as I was thinking about this episode. And so as I wind up and transition to the, to the announcement and the news I wanted to share with you all, I wanna put a challenge out here. My challenge to you is this. If you have someone in your life, or someones in your life, if they have made a significant impact on your life, if your life is better because they are in it, if you wouldn't be where you are without them, if you've never told them, my challenge to you is to tell them, thank them, express your gratitude, show them that small sacrifice, that kindly word, that smallest right in doing it all for love that St. Therese was talking about. If you have a friend who you truly love and value and you have never told them, tell them. There's no harm in friends saying, I love you. If you truly cherish the people around you, they should know that. And don't take it for granted that they do. We need the kindly look. We need the kindly word. We need the small sacrifice and the smiling look. So if you have those people in your life, my challenge to you once again is to tell them. So what is this news that I've been cryptically alluding to in this major life change and saying goodbye? Well, the long and short of it is, and I'll share more as we continue to move forward. But it involves me stepping away from how I have served the church full-time for nearly a decade now. It's a decision I've made with the full support of my wife and kids. It's something we've all discerned together, and it's clear the Lord is saying, come and follow me. Fred, it's, it's time to step out on the water. It's time to get out of the boat. It's time to leave what is comfortable. Now come and follow me. We've alluded to in the past uh, the big vision, lots of goals we have for Draw Near and what we want to accomplish. And it became abundantly clear that it was time for me to pursue this with more time, with more energy, with more of my focus, which also allows me to be more present to my wife and kids so i'm grateful for that i want to thank everybody that's joined us on this journey with draw near over these past two years and we're just so grateful for for you listening for your support especially our patrons who have made it possible thus far art Shellebarger, john and kelly Bence, matthew Bence, alicia ketter rob heller Stephen pallone and allison radford thank you and yet another thank you thank you again for listening to draw near we'll catch you next week